Hello, and welcome to the Odd Topic Podcast. Here, as always, are your hosts, Luke and Brett. Okay, roll the episode. Hey, Brett. What? Boo! Whoa! That's right, we're doing some more haunted houses! <laughs> but this time with a bit of local flair. What do you think a South African ghost would sound like, Brett? I don't know why I've got a heavy Afrikaner accent in I'm my I'm thinking head. <laughs> like, yeah, bro, like, away, boo. <laughs> you know? Well, fortunately, our local ghosts are typically from days far gone, and not some surfer guy from Belito Bay. <laughs> but anyway. more Cape Town for Belito, whatever, same time. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So, what do we know about ghosts? Well, we know that they're supposedly apparitions of people or animals that have since passed away. We also know that typically they tend to attach themselves to a particular place or person. Now, the lines do get a bit blurred between ghostly presences, poltergeists, and demonic possessions, especially if the media has anything to go by. But I'd say that the most accurate description of a ghost is simply a thing that we attribute strange happenings to. Yeah. Now, I've asked you this question before, Brett, but maybe the answer has changed over the past two years. Have you ever seen a ghost? Thankfully, not any time in the recent period of my life. God damn it, me neither, man. <laughs> I really want to see a ghost. What about you listeners? Have you guys ever seen a ghost? We know that some of you have. Listen to the user submission episode at the end of the last season. Was a good episode. It's a great episode to hear about their stories. But also send in some more stories while you're at it. We'd love to read them. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, enough rambling. I'm going to kick us off with the various hauntings of Port Elizabeth. Or Klebecha. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound as cool when you say the hauntings of Klebecha. <laughs> no offense to the name, but it's just not that spooky. <laughs> and of course, the surrounding areas. Ooh, surrounding areas. <laughs> so, so Port Elizabeth, or PE for short, is a biggish city on the coast of the Eastern Cape and not too far from where we live, actually. In fact, our boy Bretia studied that side way back when. Yeah, yeah. I say way back when because he's an old man now who just turned 30. Thanks, Luke. No problem. Happy birthday for the other day. <laughs> 30 old f- <laughs> <laughs> You're older than me! <laughs> so, but like a year. <laughs> it's hard to believe that a place so close could be so haunted. It feels a bit weird. But with the rich history it has, it's actually no surprise. Yeah. Firstly, we have the Richley House, a.k.a. the most haunted house in P.E. Built in 1906 by a man named William James Wills, the house started off as a general nursing facility. As with the ebb and flow of time, it has changed course on a few occasions to adapt to the needs of those around it. It eventually became a brothel for the soldiers of World War II, and then to a boarding home for war veterans. So, seemingly the sordid, war-strewn, and misdeed-having history, shall we say, of the place led to its supposed haunting, as it is now believed to house the spirits of those who used to call the place their home. Such spirits include an angry old war veteran who frequently plows through the dining room and the kitchen, often rattling and knocking over pots and pans unexpectedly. Many people have reported to hear the grumpy man shouting obscenities, followed by the crashing sound of the cutlery and crockery. But when they go investigate... There's nothing or nobody around, aside from the trail of destruction. On the odd occasion that he is seen, he appears to be wearing old army clothes along with a grey coat. Wow. A spooky grey coat. <laughs> a spooky grey coat, yeah. Further reports speak of a crying child that can be heard throughout the property, which is freaky as hell, screaming his or her lungs out at all hours of the night, 
and it's believed to be the ghost of an unborn child lost to an abortion, which is kind of common for brothels back in the day. Poor buddy. To add to this mystery, though, strangely enough, along with the sounds of the child, there always seem to be sightings of what has been described as an old nun. Oh. Yeah. Maybe so, she went to save the brothel? I don't know. I don't know what a nun is doing at a, a brothel. Maybe to treat patients when it was a war war thing? I mean, it has been there for quite a few years. That's not kind of keynote this thing to one specific yeah yeah thing. maybe all the ghosts are kind of just hanging out now you know? yeah <laughs> yeah so apparently she's always lurking in the shadows according to to the legends i think people are adding spice you know probably there are also reports of a woman and child dressed in very classic old school looking clothing typical ghost style you know but nobody knows who they are yeah but brett that is not all i mean it's not the most haunted house in pe for nothing Probably the most notorious spirit or ghost in the Ridgely house is the unknown, never-seen ghost that lurks in the domestic quarters. Sure, perhaps the ghost has never been seen, but that doesn't mean it's never been felt. Don't get anywhere dirty, it's not that dirty. <laughs> that sounded very dirty. I, yeah. <laughs> I realized that when I read it out loud. There are numerous cases of the staff being strangled in their sleep Whoa. and being unable to breathe. Even upon waking, they experience a tight grip around their necks, but nothing can be seen. It seems that nobody has died from this, as the feeling ceases to be there after some time of struggling, but it is sure enough to make the staff freak out and want to leave. I would 100% leave. Imagine just waking up like... That sounds terrible. It's like sleep paralysis yeah. without any other... <laughs> like with asphyxiation on the side. Yeah. <laughs> so Brett, I believe you have some info on the Richley House, with PE being your local university sort of haunt. <laughs> it's so strange because... Richley House is not known as Richley House to anyone really? that I know. Well, so, I suppose that's what you get for not being a PE local. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's on me. <laughs> um, for those who don't know PE's history but have been there, it's the building where the old Dagwoods used to be. Dagwoods was a really famous restaurant slash Irish pub that ran for years. And it's super, super famous in, in PE. It's now called Champions and it's not nearly as popular as what it used to be. Okay, um, so, so they've turned the whole place into like a pub. They have not touched any of the architecture. They've okay. obviously built a bar into it and all that, yes. but the staircase is still the original staircase. The building exactly how it used to be. Bathrooms have been changed. Okay. When you walk up the stairs, they've got this massive sign on the wall. It has all the pictures of all the ghosts, a write-up on all of their history and why they haunt uh, the building. It's so cool. Obviously, none of us have, yeah. I mean, I've never experienced anything in there. Well, what this tells me is that every online journalist that I was reading was actually just visiting the local pub. 100%. And they were like, hey, I'm going to write up about this place. <laughs> just, let me copy the sign verbatim and then we'll put this up online. <laughs> yeah. They're super proud of their, their kind of haunted history and stuff okay. like that. And they stick true to it. I've been to, I think it's still called Champions. I've been there once since that was opened. I never really went back when Dagwood's closed. Okay. It was such a cool place. It was like... Just even when you go upstairs and you sit on the balcony, it's still the old colonial balcony. Yeah. And you feel like if you touch the edge, you're going to fall through it because mm-hmm. it's that old. Upstairs, all the exterior windows are still the old windows that it used to be. But it's also very, very close to Grey PE, the school, which okay. is also insanely also haunted. haunted. Yeah. Yeah. I did look this one up um, because it did pop up sort of on a couple of sites about it being haunted. But I couldn't find any info of it. I yeah. think you almost have to be a PE local. I'd heard some stuff from our friends because a lot of my friends had gone yeah. to, to Grey PE. 
I mean, they only ever spoke about the bell tower and all that, but they had their own traditions with that. They had to try and get up there and write their names. And there was a story of someone who fell through. Yeah. But again, all hearsay. And I actually have no yeah, res- like, like resources on that at all. The ones that are in schools, you never know because there's so much spice added by kids playing games and this and that. Oh, of course. So I was a bit skeptical to add it to the story. Yeah, I don't blame you. But I mean, it, it is cool that Richie House is so close to yeah, that. Yeah. But that's Richie House. So next up, I want to talk about the PE Public Library, a place that many of us might have gone to before. Definitely never went there. Uh, That explains a few things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good at reading. (laughs) (laughs) The library is known to have its own set of hauntings. Before the library was the library, it used to be called the Cleghorn, Harris and Stevens Building, which was a store of sorts. On the 6th of May, 1896, the building caught fire and began to burn down. Police and firemen arrived on site, where unfortunately a piece of stone coping, which is sort of like a stone slab they put on roofs or flat buildings to prevent water from getting in, got detached from the building and fell, killing police constable Maxwell. The building did burn down completely after this. In its place, the library was to be built, and on a low wall, they put what's called a remembrance stone to commemorate the fallen constable. One day, somebody very intelligent decided to move the stone into the library garden, as it was in the way of further construction. From this point onwards, though, the library began to get aggressively haunted, and people were quick to make the connection between the stone and the hauntings. I'm talking about some classic poltergeist activity that was experienced here. Banging doors, misplaced objects, rattling windows, the works. But as soon as the remembrance stone was returned to its original location, the hauntings immediately stopped. According to witnesses, that is. Mm. Nowadays, there's yet another ghost haunting the library. The alleged ghost of the old caretaker who had worked there for over 30 years. He seems to be less of an aggressive poltergeist and more of a calm, friendly ghost. Okay. You can call him Casper if you want. <laughs> he just likes to open doors once in a while. And that's, a, that's a good change in the ghostly manner. Yeah. Definitely better than slamming doors and rattling windows. Yeah, knocking my pots and being a grumpy old man. <laughs> that is the library. Next, we have a classic. The Port Elizabeth Opera House. Man, the Opera House is a special piece of history. I've never been and I didn't even know this before reading this, but it's the oldest running opera house in Africa. In fact, possibly even the whole of the Southern Hemisphere. Where is that? I don't even know that exists. It's in Port Elizabeth, Brad. Again, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Look, there's more to it than just being a cool fancy opera house. Because the opera house itself was built atop land that once used to be occupied by some local gallows. You know. <laughs> yes. Many a person was hung publicly on that very land back in the day. So it comes as no surprise to learn that the PE Opera House is allegedly haunted. There have been numerous sightings of ghosts who join in at the opera and mingle with the guests. Okay. Ghostly apparitions are said to be seen in the entrance hall quite often and even known to eerily float down the big lavish halls. Oh. I have one final ghost story for you guys. Possibly the most creepiest and sad one of the bunch. They've all been pretty fun so far. <laughs> I mean, old guy knocking over <laughs> pots and pans and gallows. Yeah, what's not to love? He's swearing as he does it. To Disneyland. <laughs> so on the outskirts of PE, there's a place called Craddock. In particular, this place is actually a farm called Craddock Place, which, like all other stories I've mentioned, is haunted. <laughs> Ooh. Shame, but as I said, it's actually rather sad and quite a, quite a hectic one. So... There was a young girl who is believed to have been in the employ of a family that lived in the house back in the day. She was very fond of this big, grand piano. 
that yeah. the family used to have in the entrance hall. You know, one of those big master pianos with yeah, the lid half like open. A, yeah, a figure piece of the house. Yeah. So her favorite thing to do was to clean this thing. She did often request to learn how to play, but the masters of the house always refused her, and she was at least as happy to clean it. Or so the story goes. It is said that one day, while she was cleaning the piano, an ex-boyfriend of hers came and knocked down the door and attacked her in the home when no one else was there. He was apparently very jealous. Who knows why? No one has any backstory about it. But he flew into a fit of rage and threw her into the large oven in the kitchen, where he then lit the oven and burned her alive. Holy hell. Yeah, and by the sounds of it, this is actually a true story. Yes, it's a ghost story because there's a ghost coming, still coming, guys. But the origin of why the ghost is around. So if that's the case, very, very sad. It's very Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, I suppose so. Wow, don't make me laugh during that, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) So after this tragedy, it's said that late at night, the piano can be heard faintly playing some notes as if somebody was trying to learn. Hectic. It's kind of sweet in a way. Sell the piano. Yeah. (laughs) I think actually since that point, Kind of unrelated, though. The house has actually been burnt down and rebuilt once or twice. Oh, okay. Um, because of this? No, I don't think so. I don't see because... any connection. Okay. I think just because houses tend to burn down sometimes. Yeah. Especially out there. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, that's the the ghost stories of Port Elizabeth or Gabecha. And surroundings. And surroundings. I was really surprised. I thought you were going to bring up Grahamstown. No, I was going to, but I thought there was enough content in PE alone. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe definitely. each episode will do a different city. You know? yeah. <laughs> Make our way through South Africa. Really milk it until we can get enough content out of it. <laughs> no, the only reason I say that is because apparently there's quite a presence around the prison. Mm. Because there was apparently a section of the prison to where the gallows were. They used to march them back and forth and you never knew if it was going to be your day. The gallows. Yeah. So the prisoners will be marched out. Okay, well, we only made five of you. Sorry, the rest of you go back. And then apparently there's a lot of talk of seeing stuff and hearing stuff on that route where okay. you can like see people like walking the road and stuff like that Jeez. back and forth. Yeah, apparently it's so hectic. Being a drunk student in town, though, it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of weird things walking Valid up and down point. the town. Valid point. <laughs> Anything <laughs> is possible. <laughs> so, Brett, tell us some spooky bedtime stories. As a pit stop for many sailors, especially those belonging to the Dutch East India Trading Company, South Africa was a simple but crucial part to the maritime world. It's also the main reason why we exist as a country, but we're not going to talk about the origins. We're here to talk about the buildings they left behind and, unfortunately, the people who refused to leave the said buildings. Our journey starts at the Castle of Good Hope. I didn't know this existed, by the way. I did. Really? I had no idea. I know, I'm thinking of the Cape of Good Hope. That is a thing. (laughs) This is the Castle of Good Hope in Cape Town. (laughs) It was built between 1666 and 1679, and it's one of the oldest buildings in South Africa still standing today. Built by old Jan van Riebeck, it housed a church, a bakery, various workshops, living quarters, shops, and other facilities. During the Second Boer War, it became a prison, and now some of those cells are still preserved there today. Um, Probably function better still than the ones that function now. Yeah. I keep thinking of like those really old prisons from any pirate movie ever. Yeah. yeah. We, we had one actually in a town that I grew up in, a very small town. It had one prison in the middle of the town, which wasn't used. Don't ask me why we had a prison that wasn't mm-hmm. used, wasn't a historical landmark. And everyone else was in another section of the town in another prison. And we had to walk past this prison when we go to school. 
And it was so creepy. But whatever, that's not even one of my topics. It's just an interesting <laughs> thing. Back to Castle of Good Hope. Due to its historical importance, the castle was under a 24-7 man surveillance. This means that in the wee hours of the morning, there were guards on duty patrolling the castle. As you can imagine, in true South African fashion, most of the guards avoided walking through the corridors at night, <laughs> opting to rather make the long journey outside along the boundary walls. I can't really blame them for this because the stories are pretty hectic. Yeah. Guards say that they have heard everything from footsteps in the cobblestone paths to screams radiating from the dungeons below. Apparitions can be seen walking the corridors, one of a legless man floating through the hallways, and another of a sad-faced lady who is suspected to be Lady Anne Barnard. From what I gather, though, she moved to London and died there while her husband stayed in the castle. I don't quite know the science behind ghosts, but that's a bit extreme to haunt a place 14,000 kilometers away from where you died. Yeah. That's much. She lived in the castle. There's surely a better kind of person that could have been haunting that they could have attributed to i know i know she lived in the castle while he was here but then she opted to go back to london to outlive her life there while her husband stayed behind and apparently returned i don't know they say that there's a whole bunch of like if they ever have functions she can be seen in the function halls walking around strange Maybe there weren't a lot of other ladies at that time, and she's the only one people can actually yeah. talk about. I suppose. Weird. That's the woman. <laughs> yeah. She it must be the be. <laughs> Another thing that is extremely South African is the Donker Hut Dungeon. Ooh, I like the name. Yeah. <laughs> or a dark hole dungeon for everyone else. <laughs> According to the guards, it's the most haunted part of the castle. And walking past the hole gives one a feeling of being pulled in like a vacuum sucking you towards it. Another guard said that while he was walking past the dungeon, he felt like someone was waving at him from within the darkened room. Apparently he didn't wave back. This is why ghosts haunt places, people. They are lonely, looking for a little bit of attention. Wave back to the dude. I don't know if I'd wave back. <laughs> Just now that's like you wave, the contract is sealed. Yeah. You know, like... I'm coming for you. <laughs> Agreed. Would not wave back. Hell no. So in 1952, apparently a couple was given, like they were allowed to spend the night uh, in the castle. There was a Fun Rebeck festival. Okay. That's a thing or was a thing in 1952. Let's step back a bit here. <laughs> it's not a thing now. Guys. No, it's not a thing now. No. During the night, they woke up to the sounds of, they're assuming like a Lance Corporal or whatever, uh, shouting and waking up his soldiers okay. that would have been staying in the castle. They proceeded to ask the Lance Corporal, what he was doing. And he responded that the bus drivers and bus conductors were protesting and rioting in the city streets. The next day, when the couple tried to find out what kind of happened and find out more about the incident, they asked the staff what happened and the staff said they had no idea what they were talking about. Hmm. Like they looked at the papers that day and there was nothing about a bus riot and they didn't even know who woke them up. They said there was no one there like that. Maybe this is a hardcore shared dream. <laughs> or a ghostly apparition. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, it is more in the theme of the episode, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that I chose. Yeah. Shut up, Luke. <laughs> it's safe to say that everyone that has been in the castle during the ghost hours, as the ghosts call it, has experienced something. To this day, they are all still petrified of everything. And it doesn't sound like there is a good way to deal with the ghost hour. Everyone no. just doesn't go to certain parts of the castle anymore. 
I think also if enough stories are going out about it, no one wants to break in there anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's the point of the stories. Maybe that's the point of the stories. Like, we are way too lazy to patrol this entire place. Let's just release a whole thing on ghost, <laughs> like, hauntings. No one will come here. South Africans <laughs> are superstitious, man. We'll be fine. <laughs> um, but I won't lie, though. I'm not too clued up on castles in South Africa. We're not really the country to possess the same architecture as those European countries yeah. you see in, like, every medieval movie. All the kind of castles we have are those big, blocky fortresses. Yeah, exactly. We're all about, like, forts and... I don't know. We didn't have much good architecture. Yeah. So I thought. Mm-hmm. Even though the Castle of Good Hope doesn't look exceptionally castly, it's still a bit more of a castle than the Erasmus Castle in Pretoria. Doesn't look much like a castle, but looks really incredible as is. So known locally as the Spookace or Haunted House. It's a bit on the nose. <laughs> the castle sits on a hill in Erasmus Kloof. And is owned by Arms Corps. Okay. The Arms Procurement Company for the South African Department of Defense. The site was originally owned by George Dean Erasmus and his family, but unfortunately they were forced to sell uh, when the Pretoria municipality started creating more highways and roads through the land. The house itself was preserved, and when the land fell under ownership of Arms Corps, they decided to restore the mansion back to its original state. Fortunately, it did kind of start getting a little bit dilapidated after a while. Now, you can opt to go into the castle as part of a guided tour if you want, which is rarely offered. But most people just stand at the gates and kind of look in. Mm. So according to a few reports, people can hear wailing moans coming from the building. Windows look lit up by dim light at night, even though the building is completely uninhabited. And also some claim to see a faint image of Dean Erasmus himself peering through the windows and walking away. Now, I was actually quite intrigued by this building, going back to we have some decent architecture in our country. It appears to be more like something out of a Harry Potter film rather than a Victorian castle. I was reading into the designers of the castle, and it was apparently done by the architect Van der Ben, his assistant Sinclair, and an Italian builder named Montebello. Montebello imported a lot of his material used in the house. For instance, the ceilings were not made of wood or plaster. They were made of a stretched linen fabric. And apparently, when the windows were open, the ceiling moved. Okay. This is the actual reason why it was dubbed the haunted house, or spookcase. They said that it gives off this super eerie feeling just being in the house. Because no one expects the ceiling no. to like shiver and move. It's a very intriguing house. We'll put this up on our Instagram because it does look really cool, especially with it being on the hill, surrounded by nothing else. If you picture in your head now, it's it's the Weasley's house from Harry Potter. Okay. That weird kind of chimney-esque castle top. It's a, it's a three-story house, excluding the peak of the, the tower of the castle. Okay. And it's got very, like, Italian finishings and all that. But I can only imagine what the inside's like. I really want to go there now, just yeah. because of the freaking linen ceilings. Who puts linen <laughs> as a ceiling? I'm going to do it now. <laughs> so much for soundproofing. <laughs> yeah. But it's also cool that it's in Pretoria. I mean, it's definitely... Within uh, traveling distance. I mean, everything's in South Africa's traveling distance. Let's get <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I know we've said this before, but this kind of seals that thing in my head that we have to go and visit these places at some point. I mean, they've got Paul Kruger's house, or he lived there. I think it was one of the oldest houses in, in Johannesburg. There's a haunted place in Irene in Pretoria. There's Erasmus Castle. There's lunch at uh, Richie House. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we have to go see these places. Definitely. We'll buy some some cheap ass equipment off of Wish and yeah. uh, <laughs> go do some... Make some, a whole thing of it. Investigating. <laughs> Man, SA do have some spookiness going on. Take that, Hollywood. Yeah, you ain't got nothing on us. There's actually not enough horror stories set in foreign countries. Okay, Netflix might make you think otherwise. There's a lot of really cool international ghost stories and stuff coming out. Yeah. Which is very cool, but we got some good stuff in South Africa. We got good old buildings. That's what we got yeah. going for us. We had that super colonial because, as I said in the intro of my thing, we really were the pit stop for anything done with the Dutch East India Trading yeah. Company. Like, they stopped over for us for everything. Like, there was nothing here. They're like, oh, might as well stop here. And we also have a pretty messed up and unhappy history. So Exactly. It's a perfect recipe for ghosts, man. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed these spooky stories and that you can still sleep at night because, you know, they were very, very scary. So scary. Dude, this is, I got chills. I won't lie, yours have give me chills. And they're multiplying. And I'm losing control. Yeah, I'm done. For the power. I quit. You're supplying. We've been taken off the internet. It's electrifying. We cancelled. You cancelled us. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. We had a great time recording this episode. Hope you have a great time listening to this episode. And if you like us, you know where to find us. If you don't, Brett. <laughs> you can find us on all major social media platforms at Autopic Podcast. You can also email us community at autopicpodcast.com. And also go visit us on Podchaser. It's a pretty cool little podcasting social media platform. You can also check out our website, autopicpodcast.com. Uh, we haven't put anything up there in a while, but we will start again putting up a whole bunch of stories and where you can kind of read up a bit more on the things that we talk about. Also, we are currently busy with a giveaway. So go check out our social media uh, sites and you'll see a whole bunch of cool stuff about the giveaway. Win one of two NDUSB microphones. Yeah. And if you're more on that, go to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you can see other things about that. Yeah, man. Super, super cool. A lot of people will be entering. Yeah, yeah. So don't miss out. You don't want to miss out. This End is of a great, April. Great prize. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks again. Until next time, stay fresh. Stay freaky. Bye. Bye.